Jimmy, can you edit yourself into this episode? Thank you. What the fuck? The young woman falls onto her hands, the knife still clutched tightly in her grip. She jumps to her feet and breaks out into a sprint. The dock is crowded, but he'll know soon, and he'll find her. She pulls out the notebook hidden in her tattered clothes. While she runs, she eats the words with her mind. She runs her hand over the cover and slowly takes each inscription and stores it within her. She tosses the now blank notebook to the side and continues to run. Luca. Yeah. You walk up to the door and you see this door. It's a giant ornate wooden door that looks like it's made of like ship wood. Um, and there's this big what are the ship people called? What? What are the ship people called? Sailors. Damn it, Jimmy. <laughs> Ironbound. Ironbound. Oh, that's your one word. <laughs> You're cutting into your time. Right, guys, I'll see you next time. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy out of play out here. Oh no. Um uh, what are they called? Ironbound. Ironbound. Thank you. You see this giant Ironbound who's dressed in this velvet, like, sailor suit. And he has a clipboard in front of him. And he watches you as you approach. And he says... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he's really quiet. Hey, you're not supposed to be here. Oh, hey, dude. Uh, I'm uh, the captain of Orca. Morca. Is that the, uh, the, the bad-smelling one over there? Or? Hey, look, man. Smell's subjective. Context for the scene, Chimmy. Thank you. <laughs> Please, God. You pointed at me, and I was like, I'm trying to open a bag of wheat thins as quietly as possible. After you told me that was my one word. You know who doesn't expect to be pointed to to roleplay a random character? The person who was just told that was your that one was word. Your, this is true. Good, I'm glad. All right, well, now I'm Stay on the ball. Stand your feet. Hit me. You are inside the tall shank uh, of the Wishmaker's Isle which is a giant redwood tree. Uh, you are currently standing in front of one of the uh, more private bars on the main merchant level is captain's quarters. You uh, a, you have a list of all the captains and all the ships that are currently like entered in the race. I got you. This one that belongs to is the Morka. And right now there is no name for the captain on this list. It's just, it's just blank. Because blank. nobody has specified what it is. Uh, there are three rules for the captain's quarters. Okay. Only captains are allowed. Great. There is no fighting or violence of any kind once you're inside. Great. If there is violence of any kind, then you are either sent to the brig or you could be disqualified from the race. Sure. And you have to pay in quarters. Yeah. The third one is you have to pay in quarters. Captain's quarters. Captain's quarters. This is it. Thank you. Well, I didn't have a third one. That I was it. I got you. I got Thank you. you. Did you really not have a third I one? I did not. No. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. So that's what you know. Okay. Great. That's it. And and you work for Shipmakers or the Wishmakers Isle. Like, you work here. Great. Whatever other backstory, you can be, feel free to explain it. But understand that you only have four minutes and 15, 13 seconds of airtime. So make for it For the quick. rest of the season. Yeah, yeah for, for the rest, rest of the season. season. I gotta make it count. Yeah. 
We've eaten a lot of it up, right? Yeah, we really have. All right, name and ship. Name and ship. Oh, uh, Morka's the ship. Uh, I'm the cap. I'm Captain. The Morka? No, it's just Morka, dude. Uh, I have the Morka. <laughs> dude. I don't know. Fine. I mean, Morka's, uh, M- Morka's not going to like that, but if, if you got to follow those rules, you got to got the rules what was your name and as he asked that in my head i'm like well i'm i'm luca <laughs> but the map said i'm sybin uh, luca and out loud i just kind of go not sure uh captain not sure captain not sure oh you must be one of the newer registrants i, I, I don't, yeah, I don't have a name down here How uh, no, we got we got here last and they're kind of uh you, you know they just it was it was wild. I'm uh, plucky. Patty walked by, and so things got kind of you know, kind of starstruck. All right, Captain. Not sure. How do you spell that? Oh, not sure. Fantastic. And uh, do you have any weapons on you? As you're aware, there is no violence allowed in the captain's quarters. Nah, man. Just got my maps. And he also has two map containers. Okay. Well, you're certainly an odd guy. But I don't know if you're a violent guy, so enjoy, Captain Not Sure. Thanks, dude. Oh, what was your name? That doesn't matter. The door opens up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you say so. The door opens up, and inside it is dark. It is candlelit, which is really crazy. But over every candle, you see like this glass container that like is containing all the wax as it melts, and it's very ornate. And there's lots of velvet purple drapes hanging over all the wall. Like candlelit, like with actual flame? With actual flame. Yeah. That's why there's no fighting. Yeah. Um, As I walk through, I kind of like tuck my body as close as I can walking by the fire because I do not like fire. It is high above you. It's probably about like eight feet above you. It's tall ceilings. You never know, man. You never know, man. This is true. This is true. Um, off in the corner, you see like this very ornate uh, bar top that has like all these foods, all these big, beautiful bottles with lots of different colors of all these different spirits. Um, and in the middle, you see a gathering of captains. And this is probably the scariest group of captains that you've ever seen. Most of them are taller than eight feet. There's one that's just a ship. Um, an ironbound, but he's torn and ragged. And you see, like, there's a storm swirling inside of him. And his head, um, what used to be the mast of, like, this giant pin needle. And his eyes are glowing bright orange. Next to him, you see this Zelacray, who is tattered and torn. And, like, this old gal who's just, like, decaying at bits, but is just standing eight feet tall. And as you enter, all of them slowly turn towards you. Oh, you guys are tall, dude. And you see at the very end of the table, there's one, there's this giant yellow pill is the best way to describe it. Um, and he has this face painted on it. He's all metal. You can tell that he's ironbound-ish or maybe he's, um, or maybe they are uh, the, the Mantis ones. In Zenko? In Zenko. Maybe he's in Zenko because they're just kind of like all put together with all this stuff. But it's this giant yellow metal pill with a face painted on that has like this big smile and two big blue eyes and a cowboy hat on its top and white arms and white gloves, animatronic-esque. And on the side of it, you immediately recognize it. It's Captain Big Twinkie. (laughs) 
and you hear a voice echo from the metal canister that he's in and say, Oh, we've got a newcomer. Oh, dude. I know. What's going on with your voice, man? (laughs) That's what I sound like. I don't understand. I'm Big Twinkie. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, hey, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I'm Captain, I'm Captain Not Sure. I'm a captain like you guys, because we're all captains here. You He's see, pretty captain. They got fire. You guys see the fire? Uh, you see the big uh, Zillacray that was standing above everyone. Everyone else was sitting around like this big giant stump. Um, but there's one captain back to the door, um, kind of turns towards you. Uh, just for uh, the, just for listeners, uh, Zillacray is a person that is filled with other tiny things, usually spiders, that is mimicking a person or you know whatever. But it's a it's a hive mind of spiders. Yes, very much so. It's two children in a trench coat sneaking it, into an R-rated film. It could be. <laughs> the rules well are that level of specific. It's kind of scary. And each of those children is filled with a hundred spiders. <laughs> each of those spiders is filled with a thousand children. <laughs> oh my god! It's a big child. It's a very big child. The husk of the Zillacray is that of a towering ardent with pristine muscles and heavy fists. The husk, though, is now particularly decayed and mummified with layers of silk webbing and sawdust. Metal plates that have been integrated with the body in natural ways, making the gait of this corpse unsettling and nightmarish. The face of the ardent has been covered by a porcelain mass, depicting an unnatural smile. There are several cracks across the mask that have been glued back together with spider silk. He walks up to you, and you probably just come up to, like, his hips, maybe his knees, and he towers over you and says... Hello, Captain Not Sure. Is this your first time in the captain's quarters? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm new. I'm new. You probably haven't heard of me yet, but like, I have not heard of you. But like I said, I'm cap. I'm Captain Not Sure. Um, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch uh, your name. Um, I am Captain Star Wisher. It's a pleasure you, to meet you, Captain Not Sure. That's a cool name. Thank you. Yeah. Stars and wishes. And like, you know, like, if you win this race, they'll grant your wish. So your name is Star Wisher. That's kind of like, that's pretty cool. You hear somebody from at the table kind of voice up and he says, he's rabbling nonsense. And he stands up and he noticed that he is a... um. Uh, he's a Ketra. Their skin is translucent forest green with bright orange ink blot patterns that swirl in a misty patterns all over his body. Uh, formal captain wear white button-ups, navel blue soaks, but the clothes are tattered and torn as if worn away by fights beneath the waves. He stands up and says, I don't want to waste my time with a newbie. And he pushes back his stool. It falls over behind him. And he walks up to you. The Zillagray man, Captain Starwisher, just slowly backs away as if, knowing what's about to happen. Um, and he noticed that the, he doesn't have any feet. He's a, um, oh, no, no, he does. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. He's a submerged. He's not a we'll anchored. Cut. Thank you. Cut. Jimmy, can you cut that out? Thank you, Jimmy. That's Jimmy. No problem. Uh, he walks up to you and he see he pulls out a knife and he says, what are you doing here? Captain, not sure. Oh, well, like they said, the captains could come in here. So I'm, I'm just kind of checking. He it grabs out. you by the cuff of your shirt pushes you up against the door that you came in on and puts the knife to your neck and says, you think you can just enter this race? Uh, 
I mean, no one said we couldn't, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess. That knife's pretty sharp. It is really sharp. Yeah, like... I've cut off a dozen Mothran heads before with this knife. I could add one more. You think I got what it takes to win this race? I mean... Maybe. Uh, he puts the knife closer <clears throat> to your neck. You feel the sharpness of the blade, like, cutting into you. Okay, you know, I think, you know, a dozen's a pretty nice number. I, I wouldn't want to ruin that and make it, like, because a dozen is, like, 12, and then 13 is, like, unlucky. So maybe, you know, you, you don't want to ruin your streak there. Ketras don't have eyes. They're gelatinous beings with long tendrils on their heads. But the swirls, the swirling pattern, this bright orange swirling pattern that's almost as orange as Kreserin, like has been circling where his eyes are in like a mesmerizing pattern. And he's just holding you there. And finally he breaks his smile and says, I like you. You're kind of dumb. <laughs> and he takes Thanks. the knife back and puts it away. Typecasting Jesus. That was... <laughs> that was you know, I that was a really I mean like that was scary but I you, that knife was like really sharp and like like bravo for maintaining a blade. <laughs> I like this one. You're sitting next to me. And okay. he pulls you by the shoulder and says, "Barkeep, one for me and my friend." And he pulls I, you over to the table. Yeah, I'm so I forgot to get What was your name, dude? I'm Captain Sinwicky. And that's where you are. You're going to get pulled into the table. Everyone else, we're going to jump over to the knot. Into the table? <laughs> Into the table. Blue's good, too. We can't do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, roll dice to leave. He got a five. Yeah, he gets a partial success. But there's a it's twist. A partial there's success. two threes. There so. are two threes. Twist, um, twist is, it's not Sarah. <laughs> it's not Sarah. <laughs> it's, no. it's the car. Sarah's now the car. You have a car wife? Is Sarah's the car. Car wife. Car wife. Car wife. Car wife. Also known as fast. I'm going to leave. I love you, boys. Thank you for entertaining me. Joe, let me know how much time to bill me out of my four minutes and 13 seconds. Will do. And Jimmy, write a new play out this time. The rest of the party is at the knot. You guys are looking for. Captain Seaborn. You know Captain Seaborn. Do you want to give the description of Captain Seaborn? Uh, yeah. D like, do you want me to do the actual, like, yeah, just read in the up. book? You, you have my iPad. Yeah, I have your iPad, so let me do it. What used to be an ardent is now an amalgamation of scrap wood, silk patches, and dying pieces of flesh cobbled together to form a captain. Captain Seaborn is a rootless celecrae crash. The torso of the poor creature has long since decayed and has been replaced with a giant artillery shell. Hell yeah. One arm is completely missing and has been replaced haphazardly with a piece of lumber. The skin on the former Ardent is so decayed and musty that bits of flesh are hanging on by a thread. The old man's skull pairs out from beneath half his face and his jaw has been replaced with the bottom half of a book that is also being worn away by time. Despite the captain's half-decrepit form, strapped to him are some of the finest, most dangerous explosives known in the Wild Sea. Oppenheimer. You see this captain, and he's really... He's not, it's hard to miss him. Um, and he's arguing with Captain Sicklenotch. Uh, Dylan, you want to read Captain Sicklenotch? Sure. Captain Sicklenotch. They are an anchored Ketra Corsair. An old red Ketra with deep black spots slowly moving across their semi-transparent body. 
just beneath the gelatinous skin of this old pirate, you can see about a dozen bones where fractures have been fixed and welded shut with gold. They wear dusty, blood-stained black leathers, rough and tattered from a lifetime out on the wild sea. And although their legs fade away as they reach the ground, you can make out their distinctive swagger through the clacking of their invisible golden-capped boots. Uh, you see the two captains are arguing. They're sitting at a, um, a table, kind of like towards the middle of the bar. And they've kind of grown an audience now. You hear Captain Sicklenotch says... Yes, I was. Yes, I was. I was the captain of the Helvetica at one point, and that's when the fire started. It was back when I died. And you hear him, like, slam his fist against the table, but it's like, poof, kind of like Pelloy because he's he's anchored. He's uh, semi-translucent. And then you hear Captain Seaborn go like, No, 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 no. I and his... Jaws just kind of flapping, and whatever he flap is going, no, I started the fire. It was me about 50, 60 years ago. I accidentally was playing with an explosive that, and you hear Captain Sigglenut go, no, it was me. I started the fire. And Seaborn is getting a kick out of this. Um, and everyone's just kind of watching because they know something's about to happen. You guys walk in on this. What do you guys do? You know neither of them started the fire, right? I, yeah. Okay, great. As long as we're oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Now the uh, the Kintsugi guy, the Ketra, he's a uh, just go with it. It's fun. I will follow your lead on this one. Hey, if you're not the one getting punched, you're kind of like a friend almost, right? You know, it's it's, it's you 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 do yeah you do frame that in a very intelligent light. <laughs> To them, to them, to them, to yeah. them. As he's uh, he's gesticulating as he as he walks up and and uh, they join in. Now I heard that neither of you started the fire, but both of you like to argue about it just to like start fights and to find out who the real person is starting the fire. Is that true? Were you guys hired to do that? I I don't know. There's a lot of rumors on the on the island. They both go quiet and they both look at you. The entire audience that was around them also goes quiet and a hush falls on the bar. And you hear Captain Sicklenotch go, Well, 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 if it isn't the cold curd. <laughs> oh, look at this one. He thinks he's almighty and tough, but where's your captain now, dipshit? Uh, my captain's probably at the captain's quarters. <laughs> and everyone kind of laughs. Everyone laughs around you because kind of like, no, you idiot. I'm sorry. This is now the DM picking on you. No, no you idiot. He never leaves his ship. No wonder you were kicked out. Oh, harder, 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 harder. Oh, I'm not talking about Tinwa. They're, they're still laughing. I think Captain Seaborn is just kind of like just full, full non eye eye content. Yeah. He's just. What can we help you with, whippersnapper? Oh, I, Are you here to pick a fight? You you trying to steal our thunder? I don't pick fight. I might steal thunder. You pick fights. I don't. I don't think I pick fights. When he says I don't pick fights, I'm gonna go to a GI Joe action grip hand, put a hand on his shoulder, and say, I play pick pen. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll. <laughs> I pick pen. And how does it? How does I it, pick the fights. I was just how does that spell out on the speaking spell? Uh, plucky penny. <laughs> <laughs> plucky patty. Captain Sicklenotch is like visibly impressed. Like, oh, Reverend Rise, well, you, you've teamed up with such a bad person. You're picking fights on his behalf. He only laughs. 
there's only one place to go but up. And I believe someone at the bottom of the barrel, like my dear Venik here, <laughs> can only head in one direction. You see Captain Seaborn look at Venik, then look to Reverend Rise, back to you, Venik, and go, Did you, did you poison him? Did you trick him? What did you do to him? Uh, you know, sometimes some people just know what a good idea looks like. It's definitely not this, Reverend. Reverend, what... What's going on here? Well, I think something new just kind of needs to happen. It's the end of the race. I mean, I I, I understand the uh, the the old Catholic traditions are a bit more your uh, <laughs> your speed, but uh, <laughs> oh, he's got a mouthful of shit, doesn't he? Yeah, man. I like this one, and he seemed kind of like tinker with one of the bombs on his chest, and just kind of like, oh, which one? Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're in the same room. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Uh good. Like he, he he licks his teeth. <laughs> he's he's like uh you. So he has um, uh Venic has, uh you know the the oarfish right, head, right. uh and then the the lump where the eyes would be like a normal ketra, but um and like all his little piercings and all that. But he has like a catfish like mustache that mm-hmm. kind of like twitches a little bit when he's like gets a little excited so it's just like <laughs> like and and his little and the little du- double goatee like catfish whisker thing is just like it like <laughs> does a little thing and you see sickle notch kind of like go to the captain so uh to captain seymour to say don't blow the lad up he doesn't need to be blown up yet save it for the race tomorrow save it for the race and you see captain seymour i just like thinking a young whippersnapper like him could use a lesson or two. And Sickle Notch goes, no, no, not yet, not yet. Well, I mean, I, I just know that while we're all here, we got a, I mean, the guy from the Roach? Jarvis yeah, the Idiot? Yeah, Jarvis the Idiot. Yeah, that's the guy. It's so, the thief, numbskull. So he oh, got- the thief. So I hear he got doc permissions. So we got- we You're got, saying this out loud in front of everybody. Oh, no, I'm saying it just to the two of them. There are people listening in. Oh, I say it very quietly. You're going to have to give me Can I roll a to, roll to yeah. make this a quiet whisper. This is like this is like zo- zooming in on them like because I need I need to point out you are yeah. making a bit of a scene. Yeah. Your presence alone without your former captain and then with the Reverend Rise oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is very noticeable. Tourists are looking on. Okay, I want to uh, sorry, how's this? Let me frame this. I want to lean in 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 the middle of a crowd and just and just to give it two? give him a, a quick little whisper. Okay. S- specifically to um Captain uh, Seaborn. Captain Seaborn, yeah. Just to be like, now I hear. Yeah, you're gonna have to give me a roll for yeah, man. this yeah. privacy thing. Oh yeah. What let's give me give it to me. Well, this is actually yeah, your outwit is actually gonna come in handy very Yeah, quick. outwit and sharps. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Roll them. Who oh it's six, six and three, three twos. twos. There's definitely gonna be a twist here. Thank God uh, no but, cut. Yeah, no cut. I think uh you you are able to lean in very quietly and very yeah, quickly. And everyone tries to lean in to catch it. And I think even Captain uh Sickle Notch tries to lean in to hear it, but I think he's just too old. Like yeah. he leans in and like gets his ear and tries to clean out the other one. Uh, but Seaborn hears you a lot. But he just says, I hear that the uh, the race's premier explosives expert got a dock access to go planting whatever he wants. Uh, what is the twist? A twist, as a reminder, adds a small, potentially useful twist suggested by any player. So it could be like an attack, an acquisition, gain a resource, unique, a positive tag. Creation has an additional small, unexpected benefit. Can, can it create a physical whisper? 
Oh, you want to create a physical whisper out of this? Yeah, why not? Yeah, he I physically think, whispered. Yes. I did physically whisper. I think with the intensity of the whisper that you had, it creates a whisper that Captain Seaboard catches. And he, when you catch a whisper, it just kind of absorbs into you. Mm-hmm. And so like it's in him now. Mm. Um, much like you got a whisper, right? Mm-hmm. It's in you. It's something that you can kind of say to release. So yeah, you just see him like catch it and absorbs into his hand like a light. Like his hand kind of like lights up and then he just fades away slowly. He says, I did not get access to the dock. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I thought we'd all have, you know, some some sort of fair play thing going on, huh? Huh. And he kind of plays with his hand like, Now where'd you hear a lie like that? You know, I won't tell you. What do you want from me, boy? Honestly, I just want to make it a little bit past the horizon. I don't want to explode at the start of the race. Now, if someone else were to explode at the start of the race, that'd be great. And he looks to Reverend Rise and he looks back to you and says, Is this a little devil in me shoulder talking to me? I'd rather talk to me angel. Reverend. <laughs> and I think he stands up and he looks at Sickle Notch. You're a damn fool. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and Sickle Notch goes, I fuck you. And like the crowd kind of disperses. And he walks over to you and says, and he just literally moves from one table to another. <laughs> That's adjacent to your table now. So we're all sitting at the same table <laughs> Yeah, now? you're all kind of sitting like very close. Says, all right, who's the captain of this ship? I pull you in. Oh, hi. Who's this? Is uh, one of our crew. Hello. Hi, who's the captain of your vessel? It's one of those, um... I believe you said he was in the captain's quarters. Yeah, he's in the captain's quarters. We jump cut to captain's quarters. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't... None of you saw me walk in there. No, 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 I, but we're... No, no, we're... I, I, we're all, we're all just... Nobody wants to be the captain. <laughs> I think he's being... He's doing great. He's yeah, doing he's great. doing great, captain. We're about to find out how great that great is. Luca... You are now sitting next to some of the most deadly captains in the race. You've been sitting here for a minute trying to kind of like catch up on what's going on. And in front of you is a giant map of the wild. See that stump that I talked about earlier? Uh, It is hand carved like redwood from the tree that you're sitting in. That has been like a very detailed map of the entire wild. See that has been updated. Um, And basically what you see is everything that you have on your map. But you see that there are like little um, twigs with like leaves on them that have been sharpened at their bases that are kind of like marked out on the map. And you see the giant Selecrae Captain Starwisher, he has been talking to everyone around you, kind of discussing the possible locations of charms for this race. And that's what all the captains are talking about. They are saying like, uh, well, we we want to gather information. Because all the charms, the charms are, yes. the race is formatted where you have to collect yes. all the charms. Correct. It is a capture the flag kind of situation. It is very much a capture the flag kind of situation where there are three charms out in the wild sea. Um, and the first ship who gathers all of them and brings them back to Wishmaker's Isle is the winner. So the race isn't really like who gets to one place and back. It is like who gets all the pieces and then gets back first. Because you also know part of this race is that like captains kill one another once they find out like somebody has a charm. And so this setting that you're in right now, where everyone is talking about like where charms could be, feels very uneasy. 
Um, there's a lot of captains who haven't said anything at all. Uh, but your friend, Captain... Um, Sinwiki? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Sinwiki. Yeah, there was Starwisher and Sinwiki were the two I interacted with. Captain so. Sinwiki has kind of been whispering into your ear the whole time like, Right now we're thinking there's five possible locations for the three charms. And he kind of points out to the map and he says... They really like to put them deep beneath the waves. In every race, there's been at least one, two, all three have been deep beneath the waves, just at the iron roots. Real bastard, these bastards. Bastards they are. Right now, we have three guesses on the deep places. And he points to this place right here. Um, He thinks, uh, we think it's the city away. Uh, The sunken city. Somebody, some asshole bastard wished for a long time ago. We've got one of the big frosty trees up north, just because it's hell to go up there. I don't remember the fucking name of this thing. And he's obviously very drunk. Um, And he says, we think one of the bastards put it deep beneath the waves up there. And then he points to the big giant hole that's been carved out uh, towards the south of the map. And he says, then there's this big fucking hole. I fucking hate holes. Do you hate holes in the sea? They just come out of nowhere. Yeah, that's crazy, man. They just like whoa. Um, and he's specifically talking about um, he's talking about rifts. Rifts specifically are gaping holes that lead down to the darkened roots far below. Uh, sensible sailors keep clear of them because trees move and sometimes they fall. And these giant trees, they leave giant holes in their wake. Um, and this one is pretty famous for just always being there. It's just always it's always been there. It's always been there, and no growth has been seen coming out of it. And he says. The big tall one, and he points to the guy who's been talking this whole time, and he's talking very monotone, just like, and we believe that every captain, the yada yada. And he says, we think that he might have put a trinket way at the bottom of that big fucking thing. Uh, and he kind of like puts his hand in his face like, I fucking hate wolves. Fucking fuck. You know, you should probably stay away from them then, because like, they're only going to ruin your day. Yeah, they are going to ruin my day. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Fuck. Like, who has time to be, like... Digging a ship out of a hole? Yeah. I mean, my ship, it can go up, it can go down, all the sawblades dig down, but when there's nothing above you, you can't get out. And you hear um, this um, mantis person... What is their name again? Itsanko. Sanko. Itsanko. Itsanko. And Itsanko. Think insect. Insect. Itsanko. Itsanko. Oh, no, Itsanko. Gotcha. Yeah. Went too close to the hole and it sank It sank Thank <laughs> you. I, I will not remember this. <laughs> you see an Itsenko who has like this giant like worm-like fungus kind of wrapped around his body, but with like razor blades for arms, kind of like lean over to the captain and go, shush, we're discussing. Pay attention. And the captain just goes, and gives him the bird, flips him off. Uh, To Sinwiki? Yeah. Hey, so- like, what if they put the charms in the sky? And everyone at the table goes quiet. And the big star wisher, he just says, I'm sorry, did you say something? Oh, I'm just like, okay, so go stick with me for a second. We're all focusing on like charms being under the sea, under the wild sea, right? But if like this is the last race, what if they put some of them, like, in the sky? Interesting. 
Because, like, you wouldn't expect that. No. No, that is something that has crossed my mind. That is a very good observation. Thanks, dude. And you see Star Wisher kind of reach up, and he can reach the ceiling, and he kind of, like, rubs his hand against one of the, like, chandeliers of candles. Uh, kind oh, of be makes careful, it dude. There's fire in that. Everyone, like, goes... <gasps> in the, the room, and he goes, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to startle you all. And he continues to push the like a button that's just above like where all the lights are. And you see hanging from little strings as they're like gently lowered out of the, the ceiling, um, like a representation of all the floating islands that are just hanging now above <laughs> the wild sea map. And he says, do you have any idea where they may put them? Because this is a rather good idea. Something that I think we all did not consider. Oh. Well, I mean, like if I had to take a guess, <laughs> I'm just going to randomly point at the give, biggest one. Give me, I want you to give me a role in this one. Okay. I want you to kind of give me like a, a cartographer role to see if like you, you know what you're pointing at um, or have any idea, maybe a more educated guess. I would guess say, I'm, what do you think? Literally, you can put together any role here. Just flourish. Uh, I say believability. Vault and grace. <laughs> I should say instinct. I was going to do um, instinct and sense. Instinct Just kind of like sense. Giving, it, giving it my best guess. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. A... Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, That's me. a two and two, two ones. ones. So that a failure is, and a twist. Yeah, a failure. I think and he a breaks twist. the model by touching it. <laughs> That's the twist. Oh, and it and it, it pushes the model into one of the candles. No, like no. a string gets lit. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that it gets lit because all the candles are protected. But I think he definitely breaks the model. Is what we're agreeing yeah, on. Yeah, that okay. sounds great. I think you kind of like go to point at something, but you get really excited about it. And so you kind of like, like push up on the table. Yeah, push up on the table and you kind of leap, accidentally leap into the air and your head goes crashing into the largest rock next to you. And it just like pushes everything. And suddenly you see like whatever mechanism was up above you, like kind of teeter totter and just crash down to the table. And, <laughs> and everyone's just kind of like in silence. Okay, so maybe, maybe they didn't put them in the sky, but are you um, okay? Thank you, thank you for asking that. By the way, most people, I'm, I. He I'm, walks over to you and he's just like towering over you, and he puts out a hand and like helps you up because I think you've fallen either on the table or on the floor. I, I, guessing I probably fell over the table. Okay, <laughs> then yeah, you're right next to him, and he puts out a big like decayed hand that like you see like legs moving underneath the skin like there is movement beneath the skin of this man i'm i'm used to cybin so i probably just grab it like oh yeah oh, that ooh, ooh, that's that's sickly it's and, weird. and he pulls you up with like like you're just a piece of paper <laughs> whoa dude that was whoa head rush you best be careful yeah you never know what's gonna happen in here i mean just like, I'm sorry about the model and stuff, but I'm like, it's, That's you know, fine. maybe, maybe this is what the wishmakers wanted, you know, to, to, to get us all, all dizzy and, and paranoid. And, and you hear Sin Wookie from across the day go, ha, yes, yes. City boy knows what I'm talking about. 
as you kind of stumbled over the table, I think there are some captains who kind of stand up. One of them in particular, there's this Ridgeback Zalacrace surgeon, um, a tall white cap mushroom that stands eight feet tall and less than half a foot wide. But they have like scalpel fingers, scalpels for fingers, like long blades attached to their fingers. And she stands up and says, I think I've had enough of this circus. I am getting tired of the theatrics and the assuming. If we do not have any actual knowledge here, then I think I'm better off preparing my crew for the long voyage ahead. And you see a few other captains kind of get up. The surgeon, uh, the one who hushed your friend, kind of says, I think I agree as well. And some other people kind of like start to murmur. You see kind of big Twinkie kind of look back and forth like, uh, not really sure what to do. For cut, there's a big fucking Twinkie. <laughs> there's a big Twinkie. <laughs> yeah, big Twinkie. <laughs> Captain Big Twinkie. And you're kind of standing there with a Star Wisher. Hey, look, I mean, I, I didn't want to cause any trouble. I, I know we're all kind of, you know, it's it's the the race, the, the you know, the, the tinglys you get before the race, you know? And we're all just kind of... Uh, uh, feeling maybe a little nervous. I know, I know I am, man. This, I mean, there's fire in this room, so I'm kind of, it's, but I. Gail Glade like interrupts you and says, I am not nervous. I am tired of pretending that we know. I'm tired of this race. And she just walks out. Um, and I think in her step is the other person, uh, who shushed your friend, um, kind of like nods to everyone very respectfully and walks out. And Captain Starwisher, I think, kind of turns to everyone and says, we are talking all in assumptions. And that's fine if not everyone agrees with that, but I do believe that we should all be prepared and equally prepared together. I think the effort is worth it, even if this is all based on assumption and kind of points to you, even if not everyone may know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. I yeah, no, you're smart. You are smart too, little friend. I think none of us pointed to the rocks before you got here. I, just, I went through the trouble of making a model that would drop down <laughs> from the ceiling. Uh, they didn't make it. This was okay. Wishmaker stuff. <laughs> he knew about it. Um, but he says, if any of you wish to take a small break to maybe get some air as we kind of think, or maybe get some more information from other people around the tree. Maybe that would be for the best. Clear our heads before we come back. Does that sound good? And everybody kind of agrees. And you see Captain Sinwiki get up to the bar and kind of like order another drink. Uh, Star Wisher turns to you and says, I'm sorry, what vessel do you, Captain? Oh, Morka? Morka, that is the name of an animal. Well, yeah, Morka's, yeah, Morka, he's, we're cool. You don't have a name for your ship? No, Morka. And he kneels down to you, like face to face and says, I've heard that it is bad luck not to have a name for your ship before you set sail. But Morka's name is Morka? I'll have to check with Sybin to make sure about that, but I'm pretty sure. Sybin? Oh, yeah, uh, Sybin's, um, He's like my navigator, uh, and he's also maybe me. It's, you know what? We just met. This is this. I don't want to overburden you. No, I would never be overburdened by you. Friend, I care about your concerns, and I want to know what you think. 
I... Look. I've never done the race before. Really? I... I mean... Yeah. I know I I know I carry myself very confidently you and do. I seem like I seem like I have knowledge beyond my years. Yes. I get that. But he nods. I just yes. I just I just want to make sure that we all get what we want out of the race, you know? I do as well. Yeah. You know I I I got that from you. The porcelain smile kind of moves a little bit off kilter and then quickly moves back like a twitch almost and he says thank you I really appreciate that yeah and hey like whatever happens out there let's just let's just let's let's stay friends you know are you saying that you want to be allies out on the sea not many people ask me to be an ally you'd be the first one i yeah, dude, and we gotta look out for each other. We're just, we're, we're all out there. We're all kind of, yeah, doing our own thing. But why should why should we not, like, <laughs> you know, this is this is crazy because like, I've always kind of felt the need to just you know be a part of something bigger together. Yeah, and like, yeah. and Cy was always talking about that too. So I'm like, Simon is he a Zelacre as well? It. No, he's a, he's a gal. Oh, but that makes sense. Gal yeah. share that sentiment. Yeah, we just kind of need to. We're all sailing out there, right? Yes, we are. But we're still all on the same sea. You're and right. It's, you know, and we it's, are all on the same sea, and we should be working together. Yeah, I actually, I, you know, I have something for this. Give right. me a second. I'm gonna reach into one of my pockets. I'm gonna eject the tape I've got in there right now. Reach into one of my pockets, pop it in, plug it in, and just kind of spread my wings. Hit play, and throughout the bar, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World starts playing. Everyone kind of stops for a minute. Um, Starwisher slowly stands back up and just kind of like takes in the music. You see Sin Wiki goes, oh, I love this one. Dude, you know music. Awesome. <laughs> I knew I loved this, dude. Sorry, I'll, I'll let it See, you see Star Wisher nod his head and kind of like, I really enjoy this together music. That's all we really need is something to bring us together. Just because we're competing doesn't mean we have to fight. Zoom out of the bar. You hear (laughs) (laughs) We cut back to the knot. Right now, you guys are sitting in the knot. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have Captain, uh, not Sickle Notch, Captain Seaborn with you, with his book jaw. And he's looking at, all right, which one of you was the captain? And what did you guys say? It was... Uh, Our captain was in the captain's quarters. Gotcha. The, yeah. All right, well, who's first mate? I would assume it's one of you two's. Are you? You look pretty sturdy. I'm very sturdy. All right, well, you don't need to brag about it. Don't be a weirdo about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I do not understand you people. Just answer me question. There's a lot of new hires. What are you... Are you pulling me leg... What's going on? With, don't look at my leg like that. <laughs> We're bringing something nobody has seen before. Ah, quit with the bullshit. Jesus. I'm not bullshit. The stink rises into the air and that's where uh, it stays. Don't bring it back here. <laughs> what are you doing in the race? What do you need from me? You're saying that somebody's planting bombs? It I, ain't me. 
Oh, I, I, I know it's not you. You're, you're here. You don't have dock access. I'm saying you don't need to rub it in. Well, that's but I'm saying that there is clearly a a slant towards some of the more not violent, but like the people who wouldn't be making alliances, the people who are just here to kind of throw bombs into stuff. The who, violent ones. Yeah. I feel like I feel like maybe some some advantages are being thrown their way so that they survive longer than 20 minutes. It's hard to tell whether they want this to be a spectacle or if they're trying to give a handicap. This that's, is true. That's my thought. I agree. I agree with you. This this rice be a weird one. You all got the little lass who whispers out of her mouth? <laughs> yes. Why is it always a girl? I don't know. Yours is a girl too? Yeah. That's everyone we've everyone we've heard of. Clarabelle's mine. Clarabelle. Uh they all have cow names. What? What's a cow? Oh, sorry. That's like an old. That's like a preview thing. A <laughs> Ketra thing just kind of pops a, it's a, in. It's a Ketra thing. You start sorry. to think what a cow is, and you cannot describe it for the life of you. Well, I, I know. I I think all that all that the Ketra have seen are like those those old um, like pastoral things of like the really square looking cows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the old old paintings. Um, and so it's just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a super, like, a rectangular, uh, hooved beast. Oh, I don't care at all. It's a, well, I, I, hey, I don't know. This, this race be a strange one though. The, the fact that we all got an extra crewmate, the fact that team was a part of things now. I mean, he was always gumming up the things before, but now he's actually racing. Like he's planning on winning? I think the bastard's going to win. Sorry That's, for your law. No, hey, look, I think it's one thing to fight in a race and one yeah. thing to win a race. Yeah. Yeah, that bastard's going to win this race. Yeah, he's going to well, kill us uh, all. I, well, let's not. No, I uh, fully believe that. No, I'm very hard to kill. He's had some advantages in the past that hopefully in the interest of fairness, if they're working on handicaps, maybe, well, I knew he had a dossiers and I know he had... Yeah, you think there's handicaps, lad? I don't think there's handicaps in this race. Oh, I mean, I'm saying, you know, if 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 Jarvis got dock access. You oh, know. it was Jarvis who got the dock access. The little shit. Interesting. I I guess I can put my ear to the ground and see what else is going on. I, I'll be able to get back to you later tonight. I'll, I'll be in this wretched place. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll better than sitting in my my ship. I'll double back. I kind of want to put someone on watch. I, I need to get a, something aboard the uh, the teen one. Nothing, nothing on Don't touch me. <laughs> uh, for listeners, I I touched Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be as vague as that. Uh, well, what's your plan on winning this race then? If you think that Teen Wall isn't gonna sweep it all, what do you think? How are you guys planning on winning this race? Do you have any information? Any ideas? Any clues? Well, as for Teen Wall, they certainly have set themselves back on a popularity standpoint. Oh, yeah. Nobody cares about that bastard. And if they're actually trying to win this time, they're going to be finding a lot more obstacles in their way. And I think that, you know, there's there's typically a, a few conglomerates that can uh, uh, make a little bit more headway. When when I was on the LNET, we, we, would, um, we would have a little bit harder of a time when 
ships could keep watch or have one another's back. Yeah. You know, I think I think you out outpaced us one year, right? Oh yeah, one year, just by like by the skin of my teeth, yeah. just barely. But it was because that you 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 had a couple other ships uh, on your team that were sending flares, mm. and that's I think that's the thing is you have to be able to outnumber and out communicate and out coordinate. Huh. So what do you think, Seaborn? You well, want to try it again? I think the lasses got us on that one, boys. You what think- you think they're going to be just spilling all our secrets? Oh, you didn't hear? No, no, not not those lasses. Oh, oh, the ladies are getting together. Which ladies? You haven't heard? Oh my goodness! You know the the behemoth gal, Captain Behemoth, the one, the cult that worships that the winner the, yeah. that became the big scary monster lady beneath the seas. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's a very cool monster. She's pretty great. She's do a, not I mean, want to run into her. The leader of that captain, that crew, I think her name. I don't know her name, but she she got all the lasses together. She sent a message out to every lady captain on the dock, and they're trying to get all together. You didn't hear about this? What a weirdly divisive thing to do. It was really strange. Yeah. yeah. Who whose idea was that? I have no idea of. Some male writer, probably. Some male writer. <laughs> Some fucking. Be. <laughs> some kind of like bitch, you know, yeah. some, like a, but not some, like a woman, some guy, like a like a guy like who is also a situation where some man who absolutely understands that he's probably speaking to a bunch of males at a table surrounded by microphones <laughs> with absolutely no representation whatsoever. <laughs> you hear from the sky someone just frivolously like scratching out notes. <laughs> Like, it's a sound from this guy that sounds like an eraser to paper. Oh, boy. And the captain goes, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know Eleanor. I know Eleanor Drudge. I know she has an all-female crew. I know that I, yeah. you know, I, 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 I know stuff like that. They've, they've got, like, there's some captains. It's just a, a, a point of preference. It's easier to. to... Oh, yeah. Like, uh. Oh, what's her name? Captain Belladonna, I think her name is. Yeah. Yeah, the dangerous plants. God, they be... They be... Plants? Plants. They be plants. I think that's the best way to put it. Beautiful plants. G- beautiful plants. Beautiful plants, but they'll kill you if you get an inch within them. Oh, inch I doubt within that. Them. Within them. Within the range. Within an inch of them? Well, just because I'm old doesn't mean that I'm insensitive... You hear more scratching from the sky. It's like, oh no! Oh no! And you see this character just gone. No! He was our only ally. <laughs> Maybe he'll just learn stuff. <laughs> and yeah, he pops back into existence. Like, oh, I've learned. I've learned me ways. I'm so sorry. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. I repent. I'll never look at a last the same way again. They're people too. <laughs> Damn it. Honestly, honestly, this is why I play tabletop games. It's to make fictional old men do, uh, do something that they won't do in real life. Do something that yeah, have an epiphany. It's ba- it's ba- yeah, it's, it it's feels like, good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like role playing talking yeah. to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes like, there are certain alliances being made. I'm not. I don't much care for alliances at well, this moment. I mean, the the big thing about alliances that is that everyone gets to actually like when they catch wind of where a uh, key is. Yeah, I think a key, a piece, chime. key, chime, chime. Nobody knows what it is yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, when whenever people uh, catch wind of where a chime is, 
you know, they actually get to like compare notes and uh, people try to do that in the captain's quarters, but it feels like it's just like a, yeah, it feels forced. I don't like it. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. It always ends in tears when you're working together with another captain and then you find the peace and that captain eventually has to either kill you or join your crew. And I'm not one for joining a crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a there was one race where uh, two ships just tied themselves together. Yeah, and I sank them both. <laughs> that was good. But wouldn't you attempt to kill us even if we didn't have oh, the yeah, key? Absolutely, yeah. Then what's the point of not making an alliance until then? Gives you more of an advantage mm. at the start. Hey, if you decide to betray us, literally, no hard feelings. You had your hand raised, Sam. I was going to say about this time, I've come out of the captain quarters. Okay. Just kind of, uh, I don't know if anyone's with me, but I'm. I think um, Sinwiki is probably like arm in arm. Kind of si- singing. You're helping Sinwiki walk. <laughs> We're singing. Everybody Welcome wants to. Welcome to your life. Oh, lad, I love you. What, yeah. cap- what ship are you on again? Oh, Morka, man. Uh, that's just. I know, I that's know. That's just the name of the animal. <laughs> it's, but it's You don't Morka's have a name? name. And he like, it's, he takes his hand off. He's a, like, you don't have a name for your ship? You we you know what that's the that's our big reveal tomorrow is the name because oh. it's like thank goodness lad you had you had me worried there for a minute yeah no, I I'm thought good. that you had a cursed ship that was gonna sink the minute it started off oh no oh. no that thing can't sink nah it's always <laughs> nah, it's it's bland. that's what they all say. yeah what all right lad I'll probably kill you out in the seas it was really great listening to all the music that you're playing. I'll yeah, kill you. You're funny, man. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean it though. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll uh, kill you. We'll talk about it later, dude. <laughs> we'll it's we're good. Yeah, easy. we're good. All right, you you take it easy. You too, buddy. Clyde, yeah. I'll take you later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now where do you go? I'm just gonna kinda wander into the knot looking around until I find. Yeah, you see your guys at the table. We stand out. <laughs> actually no surprisingly you don't Hell it yeah. takes him a little bit of time to kind of like find a but oh. you do you and you join the table Sai, rev tunic guys i am so happy to see you who the fuck is this now and you see a man with a book for a jaw and a big metal like artillery casing for a body and a twig for an arm i know he oh. looks i know he looks ridiculous but he's a he's Dude, a you're pretty sturdy cr- except for the arm did he just point out my arm? Uh, n- no, he did not. He did not point that. out the arm. Oh, no, it's cool, dude. I thought... Nope. 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 But... <laughs> nope. Oh. You can no, keep no, talking. No, no, let him speak. What, what, do you, what do you got to say, lad? So are we doing this or not? You uh, could use an ally. I don't need allies. Honestly, I'm planning on just... Cashing in on the goodwill of all the people who think I'm gonna win. That's why I'm here. Seaborn, why are you in this race? I just said I'm cashing in uh, well, on the goodwill. Well, that's how you win the race. But why are you in the race? I got a wish like everyone else. And what? Something important? Something that makes you want to throw it all away this time? If it's the last one, it's got to be worth dying for. Go ahead and make a roll to persuade the wish out. Sure. Uh, I don't have this. Um, I have... I think one of your guys can help you out with this role. Wavelock. Yeah, helping hands. True crew members working together on the same task. Oh, easy. I have 10. Nice. 
What? You have 10? I have wavewalked, 10 cents. Sense. I can help you with sense because I can into it. Okay. Because into it, right? And we're trying to figure out about Direct as bad. Into it, yeah, react. Yeah, absolutely. You, I think this is definitely you guys kind of feeling him out and then trying to like get him to say what he's saying. That's two double, six. Double sixes, yeah. That is high impact. Do you even want to roll? Yeah, don't. I, I didn't want to. It was originally going to be him. I didn't want to do it yeah. this session. So yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> With two sixes, yeah. You you kind of. Oh, he wants a new arm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been sitting in this bar, kind of like observing everyone long enough that you know everyone kind of has like this deep rooted thing that they want, mm-hmm. that this longing for them, like that's. Even like you can sense it, like this is unnatural. There's no, there's never been this big group of people who just kind of like have something at the top of their minds that they want to come true. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you can see it written all over this guy's like decrepit face. Like, his eyes get really sad. And, um, you, you just kind of like look at him and what do you say? She's not coming back. What's the twist? Uh, he's, he's talking about her. She's kid. standing behind him. <laughs> no, no, not about the woman, not about the woman that he's talking about. Uh, no, it's a it's a ship. Not about not about what we're oh, saying. What, what is what the twist that's just in, in, like in this situation? What are the twists that could happen? Um, I mean, uh, tw- twists like we can make twists to our benefit, correct? Yes, correct. absolutely. He decides to ally with us, or or I think with a double six, that is a great twist. Or or, or she's not coming back becomes a whisper. Which one do we want, Sam? Actually, you've got to decide. I get to decide? The person who rolled does not get to decide. Sam, what do you want? Do you want to become a whisper or an ally? An immediate ally. I already got two allies. Might as well get a whisper. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's going to be a whisper. Um, Who wants to grab it? Should we roll for it? Yeah, let's roll for it. Yeah, everybody roll. See who grabs the swisher. Just a D6? Just a whisper. Yeah, just D6. That's a one, not you. Four. Reverend Rise grabs it. Do you want to roll to try to grab it? No, I think I'm I'm confused because okay. I don't think I've made a whisper before. No, this is your first time. Yeah, yeah. you did. You've always been the captain. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you've seen a whisper and you caught it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to catch this yeah, one. Try to catch it, try to catch I it. would try to catch it if that's the case. <laughs> it's cocked. Roll it again, roll it again. Oh, okay. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Dylan's going to get to this one. You see his face like when you say she's not coming back, he just like slumps over into the table and he says, I know but it was always her dream to be in the fire. That's what it was. She wanted to be a part of the fire. She was a crazy one, that woman, but she wanted to have a home fireproof out in the north where no one could reach us. It seems like a lonely existence. I'm just going to like lock eyes with Fennec for a second and be like, you know, oh, I just fire's like, bad. remember how we talked about, he's definitely not the guy. Oh, no, wait, he might be the guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, the, oh, the, the guy who, start, who started the fight. He might be yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you lot. Oh, I'm not whoa, an idiot. Whoa. I know. And he holds up his, like, wooden arm like, I know. I know it's bad, which is why I'm going to wish to be fireproof so I can walk through the fire and live out there and make a home of molten steel and live out there soundly by myself. So I got one more question for you. Uh, what is it? What happens after it's done and you don't get the wish? Oh, well, I'll get the wish. Humor me. Uh, I I win. I wish. Moon people come down. They tear apart the wild sea, but 
There was nothing about it that said they were immune to fire. I'm safe where I'm at. They can't touch me in the flames. I've seen people go into them fire. They burn to a crisp. Not me. I'll live. Protecting only yourself? Lad, there's one thing you're going to learn on the sea in the race. That's all you could do. If you want me as an ally, you could do more convincing, I'm sure. Get me some more drinks, got any wares for your trade, promise me a trinket when you get one, and then I get a ten-day head start in whatever direction I want. I could be a good ally. A ten-day head start? Yeah, once you find a trinket, if you ever do. I doubt that you will. Teenwell's probably got them all lined up. As much as I love your enthusiasm, Seaborn, you have a rather defeatist attitude towards the Lynette, and you can't even imagine a life after. So while I do appreciate the enthusiasm, a will is needed, and you might not have it. Oh, that'd be true. That'd be true. I wish you the best. I wish you the best as well, Reverend. And your motley crew. And he stands up and says, Gentlemen, a pleasure. And he walks back over to the table where you see Captain uh, Sickle Notch has been sitting, kind of like twiddling with his thumbs. He looks pretty sad. Um, and he says, You bastard, I started the fire and you can't convince me otherwise. And he lights up Sickle Notch. Did they start the fire? Um, I, you know what? My feelings on that have changed throughout the night. Can't exactly say any more about that subject one way or another, but I do know that those two were made for each other. And I also... Quite literally, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) could say one's a foil. (laughs) No, I think he was metal. Yeah, that's what he wants. That's what he wants to be. Fully fireproof. Thank you for listening. Check us out online at roleplaygamepod.com. Please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash rpgpod. Again, that's roleplaygamepod.com and patreon.com forward slash rpgpod. Thank you again for listening.